you've probably heard me say that one of the things I think priests that we don't do enough of is, and it's rightfully so, we should preach always, you know, as much as we can from the gospel, but sometimes we forget the first reading or the second reading on a Sunday. Um, and many times we as priests don't speak on that. And today I think is a good example. We have the creation account of uh, scripture in Genesis and <clears throat> this begs a lot of questions that I used to get ranging all the way from my seventh grade catechism to people I visit in the nursing home that are 95 years old and have been lifelong Catholics, and they ask these questions. All right. Are the events of Genesis true, or are they <clears throat> written in a way that's a story to teach a lesson, a fable? No, they are very real. We're Adam and Eve real people. Yes, we must believe this as Catholics. Well, Father, how do you explain then the archaeological evidence that shows the world is way older than the generations from Adam to Jesus that we read in the genealogy? All right. The Bible does not teach science. It's not a physics book or a biology book. It's not intended for that. So, the people that are purely science will say that the earth is 12 billion years old. The science teaches us that. But people who read the genealogy of Jesus going back to Adam would say it's impossible for it to be anywhere between 4,000 and 6,000 years old. So what do we do? All right. If the universe was only 6,000 years old, we would not be able to see the Milky Way. We can see the Milky Way through here on Earth, but the light traveling at the speed of light would not even reach us if the Earth was only 6,000 years old. So that begs one question. The light wouldn't even have arrived. <clears throat> so, according to the Catechism, now please, I ask you again, please put down the pen as you're starting to write me the letter saying, Father Chris, how dare you teach this? I am going to give you everything that is the Catholic Church teaching from centuries. What I have done is as best I can is condense it for you. I can promise you I am not giving you my own opinion. I am giving you strictly church teaching. Whether or not you choose to follow it is up to you or believe it, is up to you. My job as a priest is to tell you. I pray you'll be open to it. So let's look. All right, the Catechism of the Church says, we may accept either the literal view of what we just read, that there was a special instant moment of creation within a period of six 24-hour days. God rested on the seventh. We are free to believe that. That is absolutely free to believe. Or, the catechism tells us, we can accept the belief that the earth evolved over time under the guidance of God. Why? Because the Hebrew word for yom can mean a 24-hour day or a longer period than a 24-hour day, as we see in Genesis 2, verse 4. Okay? Now, Genesis, as I said, is it meant to be a scientific explanation of physics or biology? What is it then? 
It's a work of theology, which focuses on the who, the why, and the what of creation, not so much the how, the biology of this molecule, or did this chromosome from this animal become the chromosome of that animal? This is not the point. Now, we heard Brother Reuben read, it was good. Why does it keep forcing or reemphasizing it was good? It's to refute any notion that the material world is evil. The material world was created ontologically good by God. <clears throat> so, the church has always taught, and this is again church teaching. If you have a problem with I'm about to say, you need to argue with John Paul, Pope Benedict, Pius XII, and all those before going all the way to Augustine. Now, the church teaches there's no real disagreement. There cannot be between science and theology. We cannot have a disagreement between the two <clears throat> because God is in charge of both. So there can't be a conflict. So now, Catholics, we kind of fit in the middle ground uh, between pure science, that everything is explained without any divine creator. Everything can be um, proven solely through the material and on the far other side, the biblical fundamentalists who say absolutely positively the earth is not more than 4,000 years old. It's impossible. I don't want to hear it or talk to you about it. The Catholic view is in the middle. The Catholic view teaches that <clears throat> religious teachings about creation and scientific theories of evolution don't contradict. You know, we hear those famous stories about the Scopes monkey trial in Tennessee in 1925 or whatever it was. That was a complete, I mean, that was crazy because they missed the whole point of everything. That whole thing, that'll be a topic of another talk, but creationism and the theories of evolution do not have to contradict. And in fact, they don't. This is what the church teaches. All right, what do I mean? All right. The Catholic Church holds actually no official position on evolution. That surprised me when I went to seminary. I was so excited when I get out, when I get into my creation class, the creation of man, I was so excited to finally be taught what does the church say on evolution? The church doesn't have an official position. What it says, as I said before, is we can believe creationism, that all was done in a single instant in six 24-hour period days, we're free to hold that. But the church really leans toward what's called theistic evolution. Father, I don't want to hear the word evolution. Well, the church does. But they put the adjective theistic before it. That's important. This is where, okay, my... I had Sister Dorothy at St. Michael's in Monroe, Michigan, back in grade school. She said it beautifully. She said, somebody asked her one day, Sister, is evolution true? Did we come from monkeys or did God create us as Adam and Eve? In the, in the Bible, she says, oh, absolutely. God created man and there wasn't Adam and Eve. But she said, there's nothing to believe that what Adam and Eve would have possibly come from 
But at a single instant, God inserted a soul. So whether or not what was going on genetically with mankind, she said, wasn't the issue. So even if there was fossils or science that could prove that there were some genetic, genetic changes going on in man, but I'll get to that, there really wasn't. But even if there was, at some point in the process of the development of man, maybe we started to walk upright, maybe our tailbone now, which is short, and if you've bumped it a couple of times, you know that hurts. But at some point in the process, God inserted a soul. And that is our parents. And from that we come. Now, here's what the church says. The church supports theistic evolution. But as Catholics, you do not have to believe any part of evolution. You do not have to believe that at all. The church teaches that as a option for us as Catholics to accept. Now, <clears throat> theistic evolution accepts the scientific belief on the Earth's age, the Big Bang Theory, and biological evolution. Please don't crucify me. I'm just telling you this is the church, what it says. Now, theistic evolution holds the position that evolution is real, but it was set in motion and guided by God. You see, the problem with purely science evolution is there's no guiding hand. These things all did it on their own by random chance. Theistic evolution says, well, those things did happen, but they happened with a guiding hand of God. God guided everything. So the evolution process may have happened, but it was God who was controlling everything. And so this all was set in motion by God. That is why in 1986, John Paul II stated that the body of man could have been created over time and even looked different, but not the soul. Ah. That's the answer. So when people argue about evolution, you got to ask yourself, are you talking about the body or the soul? If you're talking about the soul, there is no such thing as evolution. We did not inherit a soul that changed and developed from a monkey and gave us our soul today. That is not true. That goes against church teaching. But if you believe that we may have been looked a little different, a little hairier, or, you know, started posture was different over time, that is accepted. Now, what I find interesting is they have proven there's evolution within a species. Birds grow longer beaks because maybe their food supply changed and maybe a certain bird used to eat fish from the sea and now he eats animals in the mountains. So maybe his talons grow, change different or his beak grow longer. There is evolution within a species but there is no evolution in between species. What does that mean? A cat will never become a dog. No matter how they want to say it, a cat will never become a dog. A whale will never become um, a, a rhinoceros. It's, they're a different species. There's not that evolution between species. Within it, 
An elephant might get a longer trunk or bigger feet. So that's what people don't understand. Now, man could have gradually prepared, John Paul II said, over time in the forms of ancestors. We may have had some ancestors. So here's the basic teaching of the church. Sorry to get you into biology, but I think this is so important. The basic positions of the creation of the universe, of animals, and man. Those are our big three things. The universe and all that's around us, the animals, and mankind. Here is your summary. I'm giving you the entire summary of my seminary class in creationism, or creation. One, there's the view of instantaneous creation. We just talked about that. God did it all in six 24-hour periods. We are and can believe that. Two is developmental creation. That's what I just basically explained as theistic, theistic evolution, that man started to look a little bit different within his own species developed. And the third is atheistic evolution, that it all happened by random chance. We cannot believe that. We can't. Now, let's look at these, the cosmos. What do we believe about the universe? God created out of nothing. The universe did not happen by random chance. If it was created by molecules bumping into one another, who created the molecules? Well, they were random forms of energy. Well, who created the energy? These are all from God. So this was the belief that there has to be a creator. That's church teaching. Now, what about animals? All right. The church does not have an official position on the various life forms if they were developed over time or they suddenly appeared. Now, they did so, though, under the guidance of God. However they came about, it was under the guidance of God. Now, regarding humans... This is, again, the church teaching that allows for the possibility that the man's body developed from previous biological forms, maybe other creatures, you know, what are we, we're hominids or hominy, but before we were a homo sapiens, there was homo erectus, and so how those ancestors may be related to us is open to science and church teaching. But man did not evolve from an entirely different species of orangutan. An entirely different species didn't happen. Now, whatever did though, God guided. And the special creation of his soul, that's a guarantee. The soul didn't develop over time. There's no evolution of a soul. And so I think this is powerful stuff. So while the body may have developed from ancestors, the soul was specifically created what we just read in the Bible. Genesis 1. It was created, not evolved. Now, the church permits belief in either this, as I said, one instantaneous creation or developmental creation, theistic evolution over time. But in no circumstances, as I said, for the soul. Now, 
How do I summarize this? Okay, hopefully you're still with me. <laughs> All right, John Paul and Pius XII did really good on this. John Paul II said, my predecessor, Pius XII, affirmed that there's no conflict between evolution and faith. Hear that again. John Paul II said, me and my predecessor, Pius XII, confirmed that there is no conflict between evolution and faith. Pope Benedict waited on this. Pope Benedict said that there is no conflict between creationism and evolution. Pope, but, Benedict said, yes, we, while we can see evolution all around us, it does not answer everything. For instance, Evolution does not answer, where does everything come from? Well, this evolved from that. Well, where did that evolve from? Well, this evolved from that. Well, where did that evolve from? This evolved from that. Pretty soon, you got to have a creator. That process can't infinitely go back into history. There has to be a starting point. Now, he said, how did everything start? Which ultimately led to man. He said, these are questions evolution can't answer. Therefore, evolution is not a complete, scientifically proven theory. It's not. Therefore, he said, evolution is something that we have to work with, but not as our Bible. Our Bible is God. So why did he say this? Because things like the moral law and the natural law in our hearts defy the sole theory of evolution of just random chance on animals. This is our spiritual nature. That has to come from God. Now, a lot of people say, but Father, Darwin proved it. Darwin proved that the church is wrong. No, he didn't. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is that Darwinism is different from evolution. I bet if you took a poll of Americans, I bet you 95% or more would think and tell you Darwinism is the same as evolutionism. Uh-uh. Evolutionism existed before Darwin. What Darwin said is this process of evolution is based on natural selection, the for survival of the fittest. And only these type of animals will evolve to the next ones. And then they will change into different species. That is not correct. There is evolution, as I said, within species. It's called microevolution, but not between species. Again, a cat does not become a dog. A cat might get a longer tail or sharper claws. That's microevolution within a species. That's allowed. We believe that. But there's no evolution between species. That cat's not going to become a dog. And so man didn't come from an orangutan in that sense. Now, here's what's interesting. Darwin never proved that one species changed into another species. He never proved it because it doesn't happen. Species are actually replaced by other species. They don't evolve into them. So of all the 32 orders of animals like the genus, the order of animals, for example, they appear literally, if you trace them back, out of nowhere. 
This is very, very interesting scientifically. Um, some paleontologists say that no fossil of a hominid, which we are, can be established as a direct conversion from us from another one. In other words, most paleontologists say we didn't come from an entirely different species. This supports the Bible. So to finish, God bless you coming to a science class today, but I think it's so important because we as Christians often get really attacked by non-Christians for our faith. You people are so blinded, we're told. Um, we've gotten a lot of comments online, 90 to 5% are beautiful. Thank you, God bless you. But if you read them, you'll see there's a few out there. You people are so blinded and stupid. Open up your brains. Don't you see that this is all a fallacy? Science has proven everything you believe is a fallacy. No, it hasn't. In fact, the catechism says Adam and Eve are real historical people. But do you know that only 32% of Catholic religious teachers believe this? This is where our problem is. The church teaches Adam and Eve are real people. They were our first parents. It's when God inserted the soul. Yet 32%, only 32% of Catholic religion teachers believe that. Man, we went wrong. The catechism says all men have descended from a single individual, Adam, and transmitted original sin. Now, again, does that mean that before Adam, before the soul was placed, that there wasn't genetic connections to beings prior? No. Church says that's believable. Mankind is not descended, though, from a group of people. This is polytheism, that, that polygenism, that there were many Adams and Eves, different places in the world. There were some in Africa. There were some in Europe. No way. So, you know, science, though, does support it because, you know, there was at Cal State Berkeley, genetically they have proven, you know, that humans share one female ancestor. One female ancestor. They actually call her the mitochondrial Eve, and they share one ancestor. Now, that doesn't mean that that was our Eve, because remember, somewhere in the process, God inserted a soul. That was our Eve. So let us take science and say thank you, because there's nothing in the Catholic faith that disagrees with it or contradicts it. And let us say thanks to God because we know his hand guided all of it. So whether you want to choose creationism and literally believe in the six 24-hour days, God bless you. If you want to think that those were over a process and God guided the whole thing, theistic evolution, God bless you. You can. But in no sense can we believe those scientists that say it had nothing to do with an intelligent creator, that it had nothing to do with that. It was only on its own by random chance. That is what we can't believe. So God bless all of you. I hope that makes some sense because it's so important that our children know when they're told at school that our faith is a fairy tale that our kids and our children and our grandchildren know to say, actually, no, it's not. It's completely supported and it supports science. Our church has taught that for a long time. Science does not contradict 
theology because they both come from God. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.